Welcome to Craft Life, Episode 12, Knitting Addiction. In this episode, I take the first step and admit I have a problem. We'll check out an expose on Gorilla Knitters. You're invited to a miniature finished object celebration. And I have a very important public service announcement. All this coming up in this episode of Craft Life, the podcast all about living the creative life. Thank you for joining me for episode 12. Welcome back, all of you brilliant returning listeners. And I'd like to say a special hello and welcome to any new listeners that we have out there. Thank you so much also to any of you who have gone into iTunes and left reviews and star ratings over the past few weeks. That is such a great encouragement for me. So thank you so much for doing that. I would also like to give a shout out to Anita, who is hostess of the Well Knitted Life podcast. She made some very kind remarks about craft life in episode 20. So I would just like to say thank you, Anita. And if you are not Anita, or if you are not the Anita who hosts the Well Knitted Life podcast, I encourage you to go and have a listen. She is on iTunes, and she does have her own blog, and she's also on Ravelry. There are many places to find her. I'll have a link to her blog with her podcast on the show notes. If you've not had a chance to enter the I Make giveaway, there is still plenty of time. Martine of the I Make podcast has generously donated a red leather hand-stamped cuff for this giveaway. It is absolutely gorgeous. All you have to do to enter is visit her Etsy and Folksy shops and then go into the I Make giveaway thread, which is in the Craft Life Ravelry group, and leave me a comment there letting me know which one of her items that she has in either her Etsy or her Folksy shop that you like the best. It's as easy as that. In episode 13, I will use the random number generator to pick a winner, and you'll find out who that is in the next episode. Hello, my name is Amanda, and I'm addicted to knitting. Hello, Hello Amanda. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, I started knitting about a year ago. At first, I just thought it looked like fun, and you know, I I might get a few scarves or something out of it. And when I first started doing it, I would knit for maybe about 20 minutes a day. But after a few days, I noticed that I was doing it more and more. I didn't even realize I had become addicted until I was so deep into the knitting that there was no going back. Before I knew it, I couldn't go anywhere without it. I was knitting in the car, on the couch, watching TV, at work, and then when I started doing... What is it about knitting that makes it so addictive? Some would say that the answer depends on whether you are a so-called project or process knitter. If you are a project knitter, then perhaps it's the finished product acquisition that drives you. If you are a process knitter, the answer may be a little more difficult to come by. I spend my day job staring at a computer screen. I move bits of information from one place to another. 
everything that I do is located on that computer. And at the end of the day, when I go home, my desk looks exactly the same as it did when I arrived that morning. I have nothing to show for it. I mean, I know that I was actively working those eight hours, but I have no physical proof of that. One of the reasons that I find knitting, or for that matter, crafting of any kind so appealing is that if I work on a project for eight hours, you had better believe I have something to show for it. Then there is the meditative nature of knitting. The way you get into a rhythm of clicking needles and sliding yarn. While I do often knit in front of the television, many times I find myself just sitting in peace and quiet with no distractions. It's a great opportunity to clear my mind and find a still moment in the hectic activity of everyday life. But there's got to be more to knitting than tangible finished products and quiet moments that keep people coming back for more. So what exactly is it about knitting that so many people find addictive? Neuroscientist Kelly Lambert may be able to help answer that question. Lambert has identified an area of geographically connected brain regions that she has termed the effort-driven reward circuit. This includes the parts of the brain that govern anticipation planning and problem solving, movement, emotion, and reward. Once these regions begin interacting with one another, that's when the magic happens. Say, for example, you decide to knit a sweater. You have the pattern picked out and are ready to get started. Anticipation? Check. What are the steps that you go through to bring that sweater to fruition? First, you'll carefully select your yarn. Then, if you're good, you'll gauge swatch. And then make whatever adjustments to the needle size or stitch count is necessary. You'll also decide on anything about the pattern that you'd like to tweak. Maybe you'd rather swat that ribbed neckline for a rolled one. And perhaps maybe another pattern repeat would lengthen it just the right amount. Planning and problem solving. Check and check. Now it's time to start knitting. Motion. Check. Each completed piece or section gets you closer to the finished item. Happy emotion. Check. Now your effort-driven reward circuit is whirring along like a well-oiled machine, and your brain has responded by producing dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin, which together could also be called a cocktail of feel-good neurotransmitters. And this little cocktail is telling your brain that what you are doing is very rewarding. And once you've finished one helping of knitting, you should go back for seconds. I know I always do. So where does that leave me? the knitting addict. For one thing, I am certainly glad to know that there is some scientific explanation for why I find knitting so enjoyable. And this evidence also supports an idea that I have held true for quite some time, which is that we as human beings are hardwired to create. And unlike some other addictions, knitting often results in something useful and possibly something for the good of others. As long as I continue to maintain a good life-knitting balance, I heartily embrace my uncontrollable urge to knit. So no more excuses. When I say, my name is Amanda and I am addicted to knitting, I do so without reservation and unapologetically.
have you seen the When Good Knitters Go Bad video? This is a television report that was done by WFAA, which is a local television station to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And it was aired on Good Morning Texas, I'm going to assume back in May. I'm a little late finding this video. The only reason I found it is because someone was kind enough to post a link to it in the Knitwits group on Ravelry. This story follows our intrepid reporter as he seeks to basically uncover the the underground of Dallas knitting, the the yarn bombers, and in particular, it's his search for Kay Witta. That that is her her handle as a yarn bomber, and 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 he even goes so far as to embed himself in with the yarn bombers so that he can get a first hand look at at what it means to be a yarn bomber. It's a very very funny video. I have posted a link to this video on the Treacle and Ink Facebook page. So if you would like to have a look at it, go check it out. It's on the Facebook page. And pay attention in particular to what is happening around the 1 minute 40 second mark. The topic of this episode is knitting addiction. And there's a very, very clear example of what knitting addiction looks like at 1 minute 40 seconds. And also, if you would like to have a peek in one of my local yarn shops... The Shabby Sheep, where I bought the yarn that I used to knit the 4x4 rib shawl, which I'm sure you remember. It has been my constant companion these three months. <laughs> That's where I got that yarn from. So our, this reporter does make a little trip to the Shabby Sheep. So you can see that too as well if you watch that video. So go check it out. It's on the Treacle and Ink Facebook page. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have finished the 4x4 rib shawl. I am so glad to be finished with that shawl. I felt like I was knitting it for half of my life, but it is done. The only thing left to do, I know, I say it's done and then I say there's more to do. No, I'm done with the knitting. The only thing that I have left to do is to block it and to weave in the ends. And there are only two ends to weave in. That's it. So... That's, that's so not going to be a problem. I just need to go do it. So the shawl is done. Yes. I am still trucking along with my Ishbel. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that the magic word for Ishbel this week was tink. I've been tinking. I did not use a lifeline. Okay, I've, I've never used a lifeline, but I haven't done that much lace. I'm probably learning my lesson with the lifeline doing the Ishbel. I finished the pattern A and pattern B and I've gone back for my second repeat of pattern A and I got to the end. It's an it's an eight row repeat. I got to row seven and realized that I had not enough stitches and I found where the problem was but the fixing of the problem was just not something I could do from there. So I have tinked back to row three and if you've knit the Ishbel you you know that the stitch count just gets greater and greater as you go along. So at least it's been getting less and less as I've been tinking back, but I've been tinking back a lot of stitches. So that has been my at work break knitting for this week. It's just been tinking Ishbel. Now that I am at row three, I think that I can proceed in a forward direction from here. So I will keep you updated on how that is going. 
Other than that, I have cast on a baby blanket. I've been horrible about keeping up with my baby blanket and my baby preemie hat knitting for the past month or so. I've, I've been getting really caught up with getting things ready for the October fundraiser in my Etsy shop. And so the, the baby hat and baby blanket knitting has kind of gone on the back shelf, and I have resurrected that. I attended my Threads of Grace knitting group meeting last night. It was a lot of fun, and I have cast on a baby blanket and have come home with some lovely orange and green yarn to make some little pumpkin hats, so I'm very excited about starting those soon. The other thing I've been working on is some felted coasters. Yes, last episode I told you about discovering the joys of wet felting. Well, I had three sweater vests that were matching, identical sweater vests, all except for the color. They were in three different colors. I have felted the tan one, and I am working on embroidering little designs on them with some pink embroidery floss, and that's, it's turning out really nice. I really like the, the light tan color with the pink. That is just, that's, that's one of my... One of my color combinations that I really enjoy. So I am really happy with how those are turning out as well. Now, now it is time for me to throw myself at your mercy and humble myself before you, my lovely listeners, and say, I am a shambles at posting pictures on Ravelry of my projects. I know, if you go to my project page, you will see maybe seven projects and maybe one, I think I have one picture horrible about it. So I'm saying this publicly, so maybe I will do it. I am going to post some of my finished project pictures on Ravelry. I'm saying it now. You're hearing me? Hold me to it. I will get some of my finished projects posted up there for you to take a look at and for me to have a good photo record of. So there I've said it. Now I have to do it. And that's about all that I have been working on lately. Or someone you love suffer from unexplained time loss? Are you overwhelmed by an uncontrollable urge to keep your hands in motion? Do you often find yourself unable to focus on simple daily tasks because you are distracted with daydreams of sticks and string? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you might have chronic knitter's syndrome. Most knitters experience CKS at least once in their lifetimes. Some symptoms of CKS include diminishing checkbook balances, uncontrollable stash growth, shoulder fatigue, eye strain, and a dramatic increase in your winter wardrobe. If you feel that you may be suffering from chronic knitter syndrome, you are not alone. It got to a point where I had to work in progress in every single room in my house just so I could have something to knit on no matter where I was. I even had an extra one in each bathroom. I would tuck away new yarn purchases under the mattress or in my sock drawer. Even one time in the dishwasher. <laughs> Places I knew my husband would never look. When I began hiding things from my friends and family, that's when I knew I had a problem. And CKS does not only affect women. Men are equally at risk for developing CKS. I had always heard that men could develop chronic knitter syndrome, but I don't think I really believed it. Until it happened to me. But there is hope. While there is no known cure for CKS, there are many options for managing your symptoms. 
consider a stash swap, where acquiring new yarn doesn't result in increasing your overall stash volume. Set timers before you begin knitting and take frequent stretch breaks. And join a knitting group in your area where you can find support from other CKS sufferers just like you. If you would like to know more about CKS, please visit your local yarn shop or go online to www.ravelry.com. They try to make me go to rehab because I knit, knit, knit. Once I cast on, I'm so far gone, I can't quit, quit, quit. I ain't got the time, I've got a really long, cute line. They try to make me go to rehab, but I won't go, go, go.
like to get in touch with me, you can email treacleandink at hotmail.com. You can find show notes for this episode and all of the other episodes on the blog at treacleandinketsy.wordpress.com. My name on Facebook and Ravelry is Treacle and Ink. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's Craft Life. And we also have the Craft Life Ravelry group. Join me in the next episode when hopefully I will have a very special guest. Until then, thanks so much and have a great week. Thank you.